Here at Soul Infusion, our goal is finding a path of awareness through personal empowerment and healing, to grow as individuals and as a collective through conscious existence. By discussing different healing modalities, energy work, and all things metaphysical, we strive to increase your individual consciousness and well-being to positively affect the collective consciousness. We invite you to join us on our journey of honest self-discovery and truth. So raise your frequency and let the good vibes flow. This is Soul Infusion. Infusion. I'm Tracy. I'm Jen. I'm Heather. I'm Christy. Today we're talking about astrology with Kesley Tweed from Iron Gypsy Coaching and Astrology. Kesley is a Reiki master, Gallup certified strength, strength coach, astrologer, and owner of Iron Gypsy Coaching and founder of the Empowered Empath Collective. She uses tools like astrology, Reiki, meditation to help others journey deep within themselves to find their unique magic. Real quick, if you want to know more about Kesley's global self-discovery journey and how she became the Iron Gypsy and started the Empowered Empath, please listen to the previous podcast episode with Kesley. We talked about living as an empath. Please go check it out. It's a great episode and extremely helpful. Even if you don't identify as an empath, there are key points that everyone can use in their daily lives. Welcome, Kesley. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be back to speak with all of you lovely ladies and our, our guests out there. Great. So first off, how did you even get into astrology? <laughs> oh, wow. I, I would say astrology found me, I feel like. So on the last episode, I talked about kind of this journey that I went on learning different modalities. One of the primary modalities that's been transformative for me is, is Reiki. And so I was actually out in San Diego um, learning Reiki and I, I had found my teacher basically intuitively online. I heard a podcast um, that she, she does. I heard her voice and I thought this, is, this woman is meant to be my teacher. And so I go to San Diego to this woman's house that I've never met before and she had sent me a copy of my birth chart in advance of my Reiki training, just as kind of an extra service that she provides. And I kind of skimmed through it. I was like, okay, I'm an Aquarius. Interesting. So I go into this woman's home and we had this immediate resonance. It was just like, we just had known each other from another life or something. I found out she was an Aquarius as well. And I'm sure those of you who have found people of your similar sign, it's, it's like, there's something to this. Like we have a vibe. And so I'd never really thought about rate about astrology before, but in that moment, I was like, wow, there's gotta be something to this. Like the connection that we were able to create in a very short time and how comfortable I felt and the way that we thought and the way, you know, it's like, wow, there's, there's something to this. So I stayed out in San Diego for quite some time. Um, I was in the middle of my spiritual journey. And I think anyone who's been on kind of the deep transformative spiritual journey, we go through times where there are, there's, it feels lonely and it feels challenging. And I was in one of those lonely and challenging, really low times. Um, very much, I, I guess, you know, some people talk about it as kind of the hermit phase of, of the spiritual process. I was in the hermit phase and I was doing a lot of self-work and self-exploration. And I just felt really lost. And so I was going through my Reiki master training um, at this time. And my Reiki teacher said to me, she's like, well, I went to see my astrologer, da, 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 you know, talking about it. And I, my ears kind of perked up. And I was like, no, I think I should do that. I think I should go get an astrology reading. So I went for my first reading and it literally transformed my life. It transformed the tra trajectory of my life. I know that I've said that about many different modalities, but this was a big transformation for me. So I had known about my sun sign and I knew a little bit about my moon sign, which is in Capricorn, but it was the moon piece that really helped like light it up for me. So Capricorn moon in the fourth house needs stability emotionally, but also from a physical space. I was living as a gypsy at the time. I had been living out of basically a suitcase for two years, hopping here and there and everywhere, living in Airbnbs. I didn't have a car. Like I didn't have any of those stable elements. I didn't have like a normal schedule. I didn't have a routine other than like my normal morning routine that I do every day with meditation and, you know, working out and things like that. 
I felt lost. And she hit it on the head. She's like, your Capricorn moon needs some kind of stability. She's like, you need to root down, like plant some roots somewhere, like find a home, like, you know, kind of get your, get yourself in order. And I resisted. I was like, I don't want to be a Capricorn moon. That doesn't sound fun. I'm a gypsy. I'm a free spirit. I'm traveling the world. She's like, yeah, you can do that, but you still need to have roots. You still need to have a home. You still need to have a space to, to kind of call your own. And so I reflected on this for, for several months, actually, and started to explore astrology more deeply. Um, she eventually, um, Adrian became my teacher. And through that, learning about me, learning about who I was at the core, learning about my moon sign, my sun sign, my rising sign, my, my Venus, and helping that, you know, seeing that and, and explaining a lot about relationships and things that happened in relationships, it all clicked. But I, I listened to the advice. I honored my Capricorn moon. I, I planted roots. I got a home and emotionally it, it changed everything. I felt so much more aligned, so much more at peace. And I was like, wow, there is really something to this astrology thing. So that's how I got into it. Um, and then I started just every single day listening to as many YouTube videos as I could possibly find finding as many books and courses and starting to study the transit. So you have your natal chart or your birth chart, which is the signature uh, at the time of your birth. So based on your birth time and location, there's a specific birth chart that is unique to you. Um, so that layering in, like we were just kind of sidebar conversation and, you know, before the episode talking about the current energies that are going on right now, that's the transit. So then I started to study transits. And I was like, wow, no, like this explains it all. I started even studying how the moon moves through signs every two and a half days. And I would notice an energy shift. So there is, this is magic. This is magic. So in a nutshell, it helped me discover me, but it also helped me better understand kind of the cycles of life, the flow. Um, I started working with moon energy and you know, doing things like setting new intentions on a new moon and releasing on the full moon. And that's like, an, I believe, a natural cycle of life that is there to help us flow. Because in order to create and manifest, we've got to go through the releasing process. And that's kind of what the moon teaches us. Um, so I started to explore for myself, uh, transformed, felt just more alignment than I've ever felt in my whole life through the practice of astrology. And then last, it was last year, almost a year ago, was when I really launched into um, offering readings and using astrology in my coaching practice, but then standalone readings as well. So that's been the journey. That's great. So I was having a conversation with Christina actually recently, who's not here today, but um, we were looking up our charts again, and it looked like there was two different types of astrology. There's a tropical and maybe a sidereal Vedic thing. Can you talk about that and what the difference is and what you use in your practice? Yes. Yes. So yes, there is um, the Western astrology, which I practice that Zodiac. And then there is, yes, more the Vedic astrology side of things. And they will give you two different types of charts just based on how the charts are cast. Um, but yes, I practice in the, the Western astrology horoscope. That's what I've had both readings. I think both can be powerful for different reasons. Um, for me personally, my chart, I've resonated more with the, the Western astrology piece. So yeah, that's what I incorporate. Okay. So you talked a little bit about sun and moon. Can you tell me just briefly what they mean? Sun, moon, sun, moon, and rising. And then yeah, sun, sun, moon, and rising and anything else. I know you talked about the houses. So if you can go into a little bit about the techno tech, you know, the technical part of what you do, just a little bit to help us understand and what those individual things mean. You sort of touched on it, but if you can just kind of recap that, that would be awesome. Absolutely. I was gonna try to share my screen, but I'm not able to do that. So I'll just kind of speak to speak to the chart. So yes, you touched on. Um, the three kind of key signatures, I like to call it the magic triad of the zodiac. And that is your sun, your moon, and your rising sign. So the sun sign, and if you're just getting into astrology, that's where I would encourage everyone to start because that is really the core essence energy of you. Most of us are familiar with our sun sign because it's, you know, it's the, the month of our birth. It's very easy to kind of look that up and see I'm an Aquarius or Capricorn or Libra or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you are. Um, but that can tell us a lot about kind of our life story, our plot. It's kind of like the theme of our movie. Like this is, I mean, think about the sun in the sky, like that is the center of the universe. So just in that same way, the sun is the core and the essence of you. So it's important. And this is what I encourage people to do is go research your sun sign, print it off or find a few different definitions and just 
sit with it and highlight, you know, what resonates with me, what phrases really resonate with me. And that's a great way of exploring, you know, we talked about your magic in the last episode, we talked about self-discovery. That's a great way of really getting clear on like, this is my core. This is the core, the essence of me. I'm an Aquarius. And again, we talked in the last episode about being a people pleaser. Like that's not how, how Aquarians do it. And I felt out of alignment because that wasn't my, my, that wasn't Aquarians are like I do it my own way they're unique they're different they can be kind of eclectic and the moment that I opened my world up to living in that way I was like wow like I finally feel like me and that's what we can what we can feel and explore and understand and learn through our sun sign and I find a lot of people say like well I kind of knew that like it, it it tends to be very affirming for people that it it speaks to the inner voice it kind of just allows it to be more clear like okay yes this is something that I've always felt and now I understand why that is my core that is my sun sign that is me the moon sign is I think in terms of um one of the most underestimated or underutilized aspects of the chart I think very it's really important to understand your moon sign because the moon sign is your needs. It's your emotional landscape. It's how you self-nurture. It's kind of how you need to take care of yourself in order to feel stable and secure and, 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 and aligned. So I talked about me not having, you know, roots or a home for Capricorn and not having like clear goals at the time. Like that doesn't work for a Capricorn. So that can really help you understand like, what do I need in order to really care for myself, to feel emotionally secure and stable and aligned. So that's very important. And the moon sign, that's why, again, we need your exact birth date because the moon's going to change every two and a half days. So you need an exact birth date, you know, to use to find your moon sign, but you can go Google that on, you know, there's many birth chart calculators out there. Very easy to find that information. And then the third most important component of your birth chart is your rising sign. And the rising sign is the zodiac sign that was on the horizon at the time of your birth. So that changes every approximately two hours. So that's where the exact birth time and the exact birth location becomes very important in calculating that rising sign. What does that tell us about ourselves? That can show us kind of the, the personality, sort of the outer layer of you um, it's what people might see in you that don't know you well. Um, it's, it can be the physical body as well. So oftentimes it's easiest, sometimes easier to guess people's rising sign than it is their sun sign, because it is kind of that, like, this is the part of me that I show to the world. The other thing that I found with rising sign is I like to see it as like the Superman cape. So it's like, you can turn on because your, your sun is your soul. Like that is like you and your, the essence of you. That's the vibration that people might kind of feel once they come in your presence, once they get to know you, but that rising sign, it's like putting on the Superman case. Like I can turn on these superpowers. So I think the rising sign is, it's like those gifts that we've been given in order to make our way in the world. And then also that rising sign is going to kind of set the path of the entire birth chart because that rising sign is it's your first house. I talked about houses. So there are 12 houses and the houses show the areas of life of, you know, so there's a house for you. There's a house for your communication style, um, your home and your emotions, relationships, career. There's many, many different um, 12 specifically houses. And so we can look at all the different areas of life and based on where your planets are placed in those areas of life and what zodiac sign that they're in, they can show us a lot about you and your nature. Um, the planets specifically, the way I look, like to look at it is the planets are teachers, right? So the sun, not the sun, it, it is our essence, right? But it's teaching us about the core of us. It's teaching us about the plot of life that we're here to live. Um, you know, planet like Saturn, we kind of touched on this in the last episode as well. Saturn is the great teacher, sometimes through hard lessons, right? So Saturn rules the cycles of time, the cycles of life. Um, you know, one thing that I like to make people aware of is somewhere between 28 and 32, right around your 30th birthday is a Saturn return. So I bet if you think about that time of your life, it was a huge coming of age time for you. So Saturn teaches us maturity and strength and boundaries and all those sorts of things, sometimes through challenge and we conquer and rise to those challenges. So there's, you know, the, the planets are, are great teachers, but this whole map, this whole soul map is showing you about the lessons you're here to learn, the gifts that you have, and overall your journey of life. And it can help guide you through that journey as well.
I made the screen shareable too. So if, if there's anything that, in, okay. you know, coming up you want to talk about, okay, um, that's fine. And I just realized too, we have four Aquariuses, Jen, my, Heather, <laughs> Kesley, and myself. And then we've got Christy. Sorry, Christy. <laughs> and a little cancer over here. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I find that uh, Aquarians, we, we tend to find one another because we often feel like we're a little bit on the fringes. Uh, so we tend to find one another. We're like, oh, you're into some interesting, you know, you're into some unique things. Let's talk. Let's find one another. Um, and can't, I always get along really well with cancers too. It's like, y'all are deep feelers and we're deep thinkers. <laughs> we just come together and make magic. <laughs> yeah. I like that grounding component. I'm actually, actually drawn to the grounded signs, the earth, you know, they're water, but you know, the earth and water signs, I am, that is something that I'm drawn to in friendships and things. I just feel, I need that sort of someone to like pull me out of the sky sometimes, you know? Yes. Yes, I, and I like that you touched on the, um, the element. So that's a, a core aspect of astrology that when I was just starting to learn was really helpful. Um, putting the learning about the four elements. So there's fire, earth, air, and water. Um, so air signs, so let's see if I can cite them off the top of my, my head. Gemini, Aquarius, and Libra. Um, the, the air signs are intellectual. It's kind of the energy of thought. Um, they tend to be very social, communicative. That's kind of, you know, some, some generalities that you might speak about with air signs. Um, your fire signs. So air, Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. Fire is like the instinctual kind of like motivation, like let's create something. It's that like um, the energy of like the, the fire starting, like the spark. That's, that's the, the fire energy. Um, the earth energy. So Taurus. Capricorn, Virgo, um, those are your earth signs. Those are grounded. Those are more about like the physical. So they tend to be signs that are like, okay, we got the thoughts, we got the emotions, we got the ideas. Like, how are we going to put that into something that's practical and move it forward and actually create something of substance and in the material? They tend to be very much more grounded and kind of like logical. That's more of an earth energy. So very, very grounding energy. And then um, water signs. So water is more of the empathic, uh, can be intuitive, creative, emotional side of things. And those signs are Cancer, Pisces, and oh my gosh, which one am I missing, guys? Cancer, Pisces, and... I knew I was going to blank on one of Scorpio. these. Scorpio. Scorpio, thank you. How could I forget the lovely Scorpios? Thank you very much. And um, so, yeah, so those are the water signs. So when you look at the elements, you can kind of pair what's going to be an easy flow and what's going to cause more, um, more, I guess you could call it friction, but not necessarily in a negative way. Let me explain that. So when you put a water and an earth sign together, that is a natural flow of energy. It's going to feel like a nice, easy flow, a nice, easy fit. So when you're looking at like compatibility, for example, you're, you know that when you put a water and an earth sign together, it's going to be this kind of grounding, easy flow of energy. Same thing with a fire sign and an air sign. Same easy flow. There's a lot, you know, there's that energy kind of flow between those two that really balances them out. Now, what happens if you pair elements that aren't necessarily meant to be together, go like put them together. So an example would be Cancer and Aquarius. That's not necessarily a water, water signs and air signs, not necessarily meant to be this like nice, easy flow. But what happens is that's when you create like opportunities to see things from different perspectives. So I love to do team buildings with people and help them look at like how the makeup of their team and how people might think and the different strengths that they might bring it's going to be a different set of strengths. And what that creates is solutions. It creates an energy where sometimes you, you do reach a point where, okay, we're seeing things differently here. How can we make a choice? How can we find alignment? How can we find some way of bridging these two different ways of seeing the world? How can we bring that together? So in your relationships, I think that's really important to think about that, right? Like if you're thinking about your partner and you're like, oh no, like my partner is a is a Scorpio and I'm an Aquarius or whatever it might be. Okay. Yeah. That's actually going to create a lot of excitement and opportunity for you to learn different things. I think that when we look at, um, compatibility and Zodiac, when we actually compare full charts, we can see, okay, this is what this, per this is the opportunity for me 
what can I learn from this person? What can they learn from me? Where are points of conflict going to be? Where's our easy resonance going to be? And why do we choose one another? There's a lesson that we're learning from one another. So that's how I like to um, look at compatibility. But I do think that if you're just starting and learning astrology, exploring the, the zodiac and your, your sign, and even just in general, from that element perspective can be really helpful. Yeah, I have a lot of friends of mine who um, are definitely into literally narrowing. And, and, you know, you joke about like, what's your sign? Like, literally, they've learned from experience. Like, they really have to pay attention to that, you know? And it's probably because they're not willing to do the exploration work that you're talking about. They're just like, it's too hard. (laughs) I just want to, you know. I want to jive right away. It's so funny. She's like, I won't date this one. And I won't date that one. She, she like, she's out there on immediately. I'm like, what? (laughs) I, I honestly, I don't flow that way in terms of, um, you know, choosing because there's so many layers to a birth chart. Right. And I think when it comes to compatibility, the sun sign can be important because it's going to tell you that again, that core essence, um, it's going to tell you a lot about, about that, but it's also important to look at things like your Venus signature, your moon. So Venus is love. It's how you give love, how you want to receive love. It's like your relationship with love. Your moon is again, your inner needs. So it's important to have a moon sign or at least understand the moon sign in relationship, because that's going to tell you like, what does this person need? What do I need? And can we make that flow together? So those are a couple of key signatures. Um, your seventh house is um, important one. We talked about the areas of life and the different houses. Seventh house is your relationship and partnerships. It can, it can mean like even business partnerships or any type of like interpersonal one-on-one type of relationship. But primarily we look at it in terms of marriage or partnership or life partners, you know, things like that. So that will tell your seventh house will tell you the energy of relationships, but can also tell you the energy of like the type of partner that might work well for you. So it's interesting. Yeah. Exploring relationship astrology is a lot of fun. It's really helpful, but I don't, I don't like to use it as a tool to be like, not this person, date this person, not that person. I like to use it as a tool to better understand. Oh yeah. Someone (laughs) is. I just thought that was funny. I'm like, it's fun though. It's yeah, it's fun. I think, yeah, it is fun. And it's, it's, I, I mean, that's one of the first questions I'll ask if I'm getting to know someone new, whether it's a friend or, a par, you know, someone dating or whatever. It's like, what's, I love knowing people's signs, trying to guess people's signs. That's one of my favorite things. So for someone just starting out, you would recommend just, uh, I believe you said, just start with your sun, moon and rising sign. Is there, is there anything else? Should people dig into their birth chart a little bit, or is that like too complex? I think that each person's journey is going to be very different and allowing your intuition to guide you in the right direction, I think is the best way because there's so many layers to astrology, right? So if you're looking at how do I transform myself or learn about myself, I I definitely recommend studying your sun, moon, and rising. Um, I think it's important to pull information from different sources. So if you are researching, let's say it's your sun sign and you're online and you find one great website everyone's going to explain Aquarius or whatever your sun sign is in a different way. So I love kind of looking at different perspectives or different ways that people have used to describe it. So I think, yes, that's a critical place to start. And then the next kind of layers, certainly pull your birth chart, pull your birth chart, and you're going to want to start to develop an understanding of the, the, the planets. Like what is the symbolism? What is, I talked about the planets as teachers, what is each planet teaching me? So really learning and getting clear on those, those planets And then looking at the zodiac signs. So learning about each zodiac sign and the energy that each has. And then finally, the third step, after you've learned about planets, you've learned about the zodiac signs, learning the houses. Okay, what do each of the houses represent in different areas of life? Um, And then once I got to that point in my journey, what I did after I kind of had a general understanding of kind of the elements, and then I started peeling back the layers and looking deeper into my chart. And I literally took myself on a journey around my birth chart. So I started with my first house and I was like, okay, the first house is my, you know, the house of self. It's the house of my personality. Like, okay, what does my Libra rising with a Pluto in the first, what is that telling me about me? And I'd spend some time journaling and reflecting and really connecting just with that house. I used a lot of music. So I would literally like, kind of like, align like, okay, what does this feel like? If I align with this energy and this aspect of my life, what does that feel like? And I would use music to kind of help me understand the different energies. 
So then I would do the same thing with the second house, self-worth, value, resources. Okay, Scorpio with Saturn there, like what does that tell me about, about my life and me and my energy? So you can, you can take yourself on a journey just through kind of doing some research, learning little bits and pieces at a time. But the biggest piece of astrology is doing the reflection. If you want to take this deep, it's not just about learning, you know, the technical aspects. Like, what does this mean for me and my journey as a soul? That's great. So just to reiterate, if someone just wants to start learning about their own birth chart, they, they would need, first of all, the exact time of their birth, correct? Mm-hmm. And this, I know I found mine on my birth certificate. And actually, my parents had my birth chart and my brother's birth, birth charts done, like, literally when we were five, which is so funny. Like, I have come from a very interesting and eclectic household, for sure. But so I had, like, that whole, that you know, some... I was able to get it from that, but you get your time of birth and then you, I know there's apps out there that you can use just to get the information, not to necessarily dig deep, dig deep. Cause I'm assuming that's the kind of services that you offer and how that relates to your life, but just to get the different planets, hopefully, or you can get your sun, moon and rising, at least knowing the information to get started. Correct. Or how would you recommend someone just starting out? Absolutely. Um, so just starting out, I would, I would start just kind of high level sun, moon, rising, do the research on that. The next step, I like that you mentioned apps. So the next thing that I did on my journey was I downloaded an app called time passages and time passages will give you your birth chart. And then it will even give you, once you click, you can click on the different aspects of your chart and it will tell you a little description on kind of like what that means from a high level perspective. So that would be a great next step. Um, what I, what I love about readings, right? When I do a reading, what I'm trying to help people do is that soul exploration piece that is personal, right? So you can read something you're like, okay, well, what does this kind of mean? What does it mean for me in my life? So what I like to do with people is like, okay, let's look at this. How has this been showing up in your life, showing up in your life? What is it teaching? And then how do we use that toward whatever it is that you want to create? So a lot of people come, they're struggling in relationships. All right, let's look at your seventh house. Let's look at what your ideal partnership might look like. Where are we out of alignment there? How can we get you back into alignment? Okay, let's look at your sun sign or let's look at your, you know, money is another thing a lot of people come with is, okay, let's look at your 10th house. Let's look at your ideal career and, you know, the the way that you're meant to show up in this world because our 10th house is at the very top of our chart. So it's like, this is the powerful you. This is your opportunity to really create a legacy in this world. We'll look at the second house. That's your resources. We'll look at first house then. So we, we take this combination and sometimes it's difficult to do that on your own to just kind of like look at this information and read stuff and figure out how that actually, you can put that into practice in your life. So that's my goal as an astrologer is to not just tell you about you and tell you things you already know. It's like, okay, how do we take this and actually put it into motion toward some of this a couple of times, creating a life that you love, falling in love with you and creating a life that you love. So those would be the steps. I would start by just Googling your sun, moon, rising, doing some research on that. Second step would be you could download the Time Passages app. Um, there is a great book that I love. Maybe you can, uh, Tracy, link to it in the, in the notes. Um, it's by Stephen Forrest, and it's called The Inner Sky. And that is a book that I recommend to all of my clients when they first start um, studying their birth chart. For me, that's the most kind of practical, kind of easy to understand astrology book that I've, I've read and used in my my journey. So I highly recommend that as well as a, a great kind of first step for people. Um, but again, if you've never had a reading, there's just something that comes through for people in reading. It's like, wow, like it's just the, the only way I can describe it is it's just like something clicks in your soul. You're like, wow, like, this is me. This is my journey. It's beautiful. Can, can you, and I don't, I don't know if you might, I know you have my birth chart. Can you give and, I, and I've had a reading before, but can you just give a little example using my birth chart as like how you would do a reading? Sure. Okay. So this is Tracy's birth chart. So as you can see, it is calculated February 16th, 1977, 2.30 a.m., exact you know, birth time, birth location. And that sets the stage for her birth chart. So the first thing that I like to do with people is show them the location of their sun sign. So for Tracy, for example, hers is in third house in Aquarius. So we talked about the Aquarian side of things like here, this, this is the perfect example for an Aquarius sun in the third house. Third house is communication. It deals with kind of like our mindset, our outlook on life um, in Aquarius. So here Tracy is being a reflection of her son, using her beautiful gifts and her core talents. 
hosting a soul infusion podcast. Like how much more perfect can you get <laughs> than a sun? And actually she also has Mercury in Aquarius. So that is like, let's communicate about things like Reiki and astrology and the soul. And how do we raise consciousness? Like that's a very, how do we help humanity? How do we give people tools and information that can, that can help the world? That is Aquarius sun and Mercury in particular, that sun in the third house is the perfect example of that. So then we would probably talk about, you know, Tracy and her life and like how this has shown up. Um, I also like to kind of get a feel for people and like, okay, what are you working on in your life right now? What do you, what do you try? What are you creating? So as we go through, what questions do you have? So as we go through the chart, we can make it very practical and applicable in life. Um, so Tracy also has a moon sign in Aquarius in the second house, right? And so the way that I see this showing up, again, Tracy has a need for finding kind of new innovative ways of maybe living or seeing the world, this journey that you've been on with Reiki and, you know, crystals and all these, these are very Aquarian things, right? It's very outside the box. Um, it's not necessarily like mainstream, but it's like, again, how do we, how do we, how do we shift things in the world? How do we take a new approach? How do we do, do things differently than just the status quo? There's a need for that. And the other thing about second house is that's kind of value or creating value. So here you are creating value using your, using your resources, right? So your inner resources, second house, inner resources to create in the world, to create something of value in the world. So you're like so in alignment, like this podcast, I can't even express to you like how alignment, how in alignment that is with all of that, all of this, right? And then you've got a conjunction. So we also like to, when we look at a birth chart, look at where do you have a, a, a flux of energy? Where do you have, you know, core set of energy? So you've got four planets in Aquarius. Like you are, your soul really wanted to understand this whole Aquarian way of, of living. You, like, you are the, you are here to experience all the Aquarian things, but yeah, moon. So your needs, um, your desires, which is Mars, right. And that can show up as like leadership, right? So here you are kind of kicked us off. You've got us started. That's a very Mars kind of thing next to Mercury, you know, communicating, hosting, asking questions and sun feeling probably very aligned with where you are right now in this process. So those are those pieces. And then of course this, um, Sagittarius rising, there's a, there's a part of you and that can be like uh, kind of a kind of a teaching sort of an energy. I know you're a Reiki teacher, so that's something that you can kind of turn turn on and off, right? Spirituality is a big um, Sagittarian thing. You've got Neptune actually also right there in your first house. Neptune is this kind of healing, this like gift of being a healer. So when you meet Tracy, I don't know if anyone else felt this. The moment I met Tracy, it was like I felt like held. I felt safe. I felt like there was this 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 energy of like. You just feel good in her presence, but also so Sagittarius energy, it's, it's expansive, right? Sagittarius is like this energy of I'm on a journey, like I, I, let's take a journey. So there's also this like adventurous spirit, this, this empathic, you know, nurturing, safe space, you know, healer aspect of Tracy, but also this like free spirited, like let's go on a venture, let's go on a journey. Um, so those are the key aspects of, of Tracy's chart that I would kind of start with. And then, you know, we might dive into a lot of people like to look at like seventh house and Venus, depending on what area of life you're most interested in exploring from there, I would take the reading into those specific questions or aspects of life that you want to want to explore. Thank you. And I, I, I tell my friends, I tell my friends about you because Prior to, so I am a member, and we talked about this um, in the previous episode, the Empowered Empath Collective, and we do one-on-one -on -one meetings with Kesley, and my fir our first meeting, she did kind of, you know, talked about our birth chart, and I had known, like, my sun, moon, rising sun, but I, w I didn't really understand it, and so it was more just the only thing I really focused on was, I'm an Aquarius, and I'd read my horoscope, and mind you, like we had never met, we, we've never met in person, but it was our first like one-on-one -on -one meeting. And she was telling me stuff about myself. And I was like, how, how does she know that? And it's just, it like fascinates me that just from how the planets were aligned when I was born, that that can tell you about yourself. Because I think a lot of people think about uh, horoscopes or like predicting the future, but like it's, it's, it's so much more of like, yeah, inner work and how you can like become the best person. I just, it, it really like set a spark. So I want to, I want to learn a lot more about it. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you touched on something that I'll mention, you know, a lot of people will ask me, well, is this like putting me in a box? Does this just mean that like, this is me? And we always have free will, right? Like your expression, I think aspects of this are probably going to show up in your life somewhere, but based on your free will and the choices that you make, the expression of this can show up very differently for different people. So you always have the opportunity to create choice. The other thing that this can really help us with, um, help us see is what does, what does the high vibration of this sign look like? And what does the low vibration of this sign look like, right? Like there would be, you know, aspects of Aquarius that maybe aren't ideal or high vibe, but when you're aware, like I'm an Aquarius, what does that look like at the highest level? It looks like an innovator. It looks like someone who's kind of like pushing the envelope, but doing it in a way that, that brings humanity closer together. So just that awareness gives you the opportunity to choose like, okay, do I want to be in this this side of my, this manifestation of my zodiac sign or this manifestation of the zodiac sign. So that it can be very powerful from, from that um, personal growth perspective as well. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I've heard people say like they make an excuse for their bad behavior because they're this sign or they have this sign in this house. And it's just like, yes, but you can choose to not be that way. Right. You can choose to I don't think there's any bad placements or bad signs or anything like that, but it's all how you choose to work with the energy. Right. Yeah. Like a lot of people talk about there's a, there's, so one thing we haven't touched on is that there's different um, alignments of energy, right? There's like this, for example, when there's two planets standing across the sky from one another, um, that's an energy where you, in opposition is the technical name for it, but it's like, how do I find a way to harmonize these two things? Or another aspect that we'll talk about a lot is a square and a square tends to be a more conflicted type of, uh, relationship. It's kind of like what we were talking about earlier when there's elements that don't necessarily go together. It's not about, oh, this is going to be a challenge or, you know, this is going to be awful, or this is a bad part of me. It's like, how do I work with this energy? by making a choice, by taking action, by finding alignment versus just letting it disempower me. Um, so that can be really powerful as well. And, and they talk a lot about people with a lot of um, more challenging aspects or squares in their birth chart tend to be the more successful type of people because it requires us to make choices and take actions. So I don't think there are any you know, bad placements. I think it's just all how we work with it, how we evolve, how we, how we view things and how we choose the choices we make. The other thing, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I know one of your questions was kind of about the spiritual aspect of this and does it conflict with religious beliefs? So my lens on this birth chart in astrology, I knew that there have been different kind of religious beliefs around it from, you know, many different religions and most of them probably not in agreement on it. But the way that I see it is that this is a tool that we've been given. You know, when we were born, the moment of our birth, there was a unique signature that was locked in, right? When we took that first breath. And when you think about how magical and amazing it is that there is a map that can basically tell us about ourselves and our journey and be a guide. And I mean, I look at my birth chart, I could look at it every day and I would see something and experience something different every single time I look at it. Like it is a deep exploration of you. And the way that I, you know, whatever you call the higher power, if it's God or source or, you know, the universe, I truly believe that this is a gift that we've been given to help guide us. And I truly believe that there's a connection between this map and whoever, whatever force is up there created us. And again, so for me, that's just something I feel in my soul that this is it, when it's used for the right purpose, it is pure and it is good and it is helpful and it is helping you create that relationship with your divine creator, however it is you define that or see that. Can you use it on a daily basis? Because does it get that detail? Absolutely, you can. So, I mean, when people are first starting out, 100%, I encourage you to just kind of focus on your birth chart. First, just get to know you. And then we can layer in, and I'll bring it up, something called transits. So you can look at the move, the planetary movements in the sky, for example. Um, this is actually the, the new moon chart that's coming up on, on Sunday. But you can see, so the sun, you know, is in the sign of Leo currently as we're recording this episode. We're going to have a full, a new moon in Leo. So those two planets. So you can start by tracking the sun and the moon. And I found it really interesting when I was first studying um, transits 
to follow the moon's path around the zodiac because the energy is going to shift and you'll feel this within you, especially if you're empathic or in tune with energy, you'll start to feel every two and a half days. There's a little bit of a shift that goes on in you based on where that moon is in the zodiac, but also within your birth chart. So that can be a really interesting practice, but then there's also kind of longer term transits that we work with as well. So for example, in the year of 2021, well, uh, I won't talk about 2020, but I'll talk about 2021. We've had a square, talked about square kind of conflict taking place between the planet Uranus and the planet Saturn. So that's a theme that's been coming up. We're all learning lessons individually and as humanity about that and interaction between those two planets all year. And you can see it. There's kind of this clash between the old and the new. So Saturn is kind of like the mature, this is the way we've always done it. Like, but he's an Aquarius. So he's kind of like trying to shift the system. And this is why I say like, we're in the age of Aquarius and we are in an age of awakening. And I think all that started last year when we had the great conjunction back in December. But now with this, it's really opening things up. So we're starting to run into some conflicts because we've also got Uranus, the planet of consciousness, awakening, you know, sudden changes, sudden things happening. Um, that's in Taurus, which is like, again, a stabilized, grounded energy. So we've got this influx of energy where it's like, okay, the old and the new, what do we keep? What's working? What's not? And we're kind of like as a society and a human race sorting through what is this new world going to look like? And I think that's a lot of what 2020 has been. So, or 2021, 2020, we had, we had Pluto and Saturn making a conjunction. Those are two, uh, two challenging planets. And I think, you know, we all saw how 2020 worked out and from an astrology perspective, um, not that not that astrologers were saying, oh, there's going to be a global pandemic, but there was certainly a lot of knowing or, or feeling or predicting that 2020 was going to be a, 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 a different kind of a year, maybe a more challenging kind of a year. Um, but this year is the year where we're starting to kind of sift through the, that was like the breaking down, right? And then this year is kind of the sorting through and figuring out like, okay, how do we through, through, through like consciously making decisions, whether it's in our own lives or as a collective, to start to rebuild, to start to create. How do, what do we keep from the old and what do we bring into the new? It's kind of the energy that's, that's taking place. And it is a little, it is rebellious. I mean, Uranus, we've got a lot of Uranus energy this year. It's it interplay with a lot of the moons as well. So there's certainly this um, kind of breakthrough sort of energy, this, you know, rebellion, even in our own lives and our own worlds, a lot around like the age of Aquarius and all this Aquarius energy that we've been playing with in 2020 individuality like who are you who are you uniquely authentically at your core level and what does that mean for how you show up in the world it's a big theme that we're playing with this year so to answer your question yes you can look at um all the i mean look at all this all this going on here there's something new that i'm looking at and tuning into every day when i open up the the transits or my birth chart it's a it's a practice it's a spiritual practice for sure it doesn't have to be, it can be so simple. It can be as simple as, you know, getting a reading and just getting a better understanding of you and your energy. It can be you getting the app and starting to explore that way. Research online. Um, I, I, uh, I dedicate a lot of my astrology journey to just YouTube. And um, I found a couple of astrologers I shared earlier about how there was a period on my spiritual journey where I just felt kind of very lost and alone. And I found a couple of astrologers online who were just talking about the current energies. And it was like, wow, like this is what I'm feeling. And it helped me feel not alone in the world. And I think that's, that's been one of the biggest um, motivators for me in terms of, you know, sharing content and sharing astrology and sharing things with empaths is that there were people who I didn't even know who are across the United States or across the globe who are sharing things online on YouTube or Instagram or whatever it was. And it was like, they help me in ways I can't even express. And so I think, you know, for any of us that are watching this, um, I know many, many Reiki practitioners maybe do, but if you have something to share, put it out there into the world. Like don't, don't dim your light because there might be someone, there is someone, there is someone who needs what you have to share. And I'm a true testament to that um, through the journey with astrology. I love that you said it's a tool. It's just another tool for us. You're absolutely right. That has that has validity in how it resonates with so many people. It wouldn't be here if it didn't resonate with so many people. So um, yeah, I love a tool. It, just like you were saying before, tarot or you know um, pendulum work or just your own intuition and your channeling. I mean, you there's so many tools out there that we can use. Yes. That's amazing. Tools are going to resonate. 
resonate with different people. It's like me. I talked about Reiki and I heard the word and I just knew. It was the same thing with astrology. It's like I study and I'm, we talked about past lives kind of in our sidebar. I'm like pretty sure that this has been part of a couple of different lives because it just resonated with me. So whether it's, you know, if I can give one piece of advice, if it's not astrology for you, what, what, whatever it is, you know, follow your heart, follow your passion, follow that soul's calling toward whatever tools, modalities, journey your life is going to take you on. It's like, you know, everyone's birth chart is going to look a little differently. So the modality that speaks to one person may not speak to someone else. I'm an Aquarius sun. Um, you know, Aquarius is the sign of astrology. So it's, you know, for me, it makes so much sense. It resonates. And I think there's something helpful that everyone can benefit from it, but not everyone will want to dive in and study, you know, the, all this, all this, all these degrees and planets and houses and all that. It may not be for you and that's okay. But I do think there's some value that can be gained from it for pretty much everyone. Just open your mind to it. I wonder if you could talk about cusp and how that might affect your birth chart, because I did say earlier that I was a cancer, but I was born on the first day of cancer. So sometimes in other astrologies, they'd say I'm a Gemini. So there's times where I feel a little conflicted there because I do feel a lot of aspects of the cancer, but then sometimes I'll feel some of the aspects of Gemini, my personality. So I don't know if you could touch on um, the cusp and how that affects the birth chart. Absolutely. And, and when you are born on the cusp, you hit it on the head, Christy. You, you will feel, you will likely feel some aspects of both of those signs. Like I, I have a couple of friends who have met along the way who are on the Aries Pisces cusp. And it's a very different energy than like a pure kind of middle, middle of the middle of the zodiac sign Pisces or middle of the zodiac sign of Aries. It's like this combination, like that Gemini cancer cusp where you've got like some aspects like, like you, Christy, for example, I see a lot of the Gemini, right? Like you're a researcher, you're like a sponge for information. Like, you know, you're, you're a learner. I see a lot of that, but I also feel the cancer, that depth and that like, oh, that intuition and that empath in you. So certainly, you know, because it is, it is at the, the kind of combination of those two energies, um, you're going to be pulling in from some, from both, but you will probably resonate with, you know, this, where, where your pure sign lies, you'll probably resonate with that the most. Yeah. Great question. And that can be true of any of the planets, right? Um, and something else that I think is interesting that I'll share. So there's also, so 29 degrees. So the last degree of any sign is actually a very potent degree. So if you were born at 29 degrees of something, or you have a 29 degree um, uh, planet in your chart, like I have 29 degree Pluto in my first house, um, that is a, that is a concentrated energy. That is like something where the universe, it's like an, an exclamation point. Like the universe is like, you're really gonna work with this one. You're really gonna feel this one. So yeah, those 29 degrees are kind of special and unique as well. Can you tell um, our listeners out there and us what um, services you offer, how we can get a hold of you to schedule um, appointments, all that stuff? I would love to. Thank you. So my website is kesleytweed.com. And on that um, website, you'll be able to find all my astrology services. So I have what I call the soul readings. And those are one-on-one -on -one sessions where we look at your birth chart. Um, you can ask any specific questions. In fact, I encourage that because like I said, I like to make it interactive and practical in your life. Um, and I've got 30-minute sessions, 60-minute, and then a 90-minute session that also includes um, Akashic Records and Reiki. And it's kind of this supersized approach where you get all many different modalities rolled into one. Um, and then I do compatibility or love and relationship reading. So if you want to compare your chart with a partner, we can do that as well. Um, and there's a, a variety of different options uh, if you go online. And then as part of the Empowered Empath Collective, which we talked about in the last session, we also work astrology into that. Um, so if you're interested in growing and transforming your life with an amazing group of women, if you consider yourself an empath, someone who is sensitive to the emotions, energy, and expectations of others, um, the, we use the astrology as a tool for transformation in that group. Um, and then through my life coaching. So with my individual um, VIP clients, 
um, will look at their birth chart. They will ask me questions about current energies. I'm kind of like the per their personal astrologer. Um, I have you know people who will ask me about potential partners and kind of what their chart looks like and compatibility. So if you want kind of that personalized, continuous guided journey through astrology and how to use your chart on a daily basis, um, that would be available through my life coaching services as well. So those are the options. And you can find me on Instagram as well. Um, at Iron Gypsy Astrology is where I'm posting a lot of um, videos, journal prompts. Um, I kind of help you take you on a, on a journey of self-discovery through self-reflection using astrology as a tool. We'll post everything in the show notes as always. So yeah. Uh, any other questions? Kathleen, do you want to add anything that maybe we didn't touch on that you want everybody to hear? Hmm. I would just um, give a final encouragement that if this speaks to you at all, if you have any little bit of curiosity, explore that, explore that. Astrology can be a very helpful tool. The other thing I will say is if you're going through a challenge in life, if life feels heavy right now, I believe that astrology might be something that can give you some perspective on the higher meaning around what it is that you're going through. I just had a session with a client yesterday who is going through, uh, I talked about Saturn return, um, but a Saturn, Saturn square Saturn, it's, it's a heavy transit and she's going through some heavy things. And, um, you know, I hope that through conversations, I can, you know, help people find perspective and, and help people see that there is a higher purpose for whatever challenge it is that we're going through. And the astrology helps us be more specific on that and get clear on what that might be based on, you know, where that's hitting in your chart and the combination of planets and things like that. So, um, that's what I would say. If this speaks to you, if I can help you, if you're going through challenges in life, I would love to, to use astrology as a tool to help. And finally, thank you to all of you, Jen and Christy and Tracy. This has been so much fun. And, uh, and Heather, and Heather, <laughs> I couldn't see you on my screen at the moment. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. It's been just a, a pleasure. Thank you, Kesley. We we loved you um, having having you on two uh, two of our episodes. They were wonderful, um, very energetic, and we know that you're busy. So thank you for taking time out to be with us. Um, and if you haven't done so already, check out our previous episode, which um, is with Kesley talking about um, living as an empath. So it's got, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's got some great information, even if you don't identify as being an empath. And thank you to all of our listeners out there for spending time with us. Please do us a favor and tell your friends about Soul Infusion. Also, it would really help us out if you could, if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps the podcast grow. And we'll be back with more podcast episodes where we infuse your souls with topics like psychic surgery and naturopathic medicine. <laughs> All right. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. The following podcast series is designed to educate, entertain, and inform, not to provide medical advice.